Do you fear the zombie uprising? Are you prepared to survive what's coming? If you listen very carefully, you might just make it out alive. This is Zompocalypse Now. Hello, Tim. Hello, Justin. Something feels weird. Something feels very weird. Um, folks, if this sounds a little different than the normal show, um, of course, we record the normal show using Zoom. Yes. Because uh, Dustin lives in Texas. I and do. I, and I live in Kansas City. Um, but if the show sounds a little different today, it's because we're in the same room. Inexplicably. Yeah. Uh, well, there is an explanation. Right. I'm, I, I'm in town because... My dear friend Josie, who I have known since she was nine years old, is getting married tomorrow. Makes you feel old, doesn't it? It does. It <laughs> makes me feel very old to think of this fact that this this once a beautiful toe-headed child is now in her second year of law school and about to marry a literal Viking. Her, bo- her fiancé slash husband-to-be slash will-be husband by the time this comes out, probably... Uh, is, you know, like, Nordic and blonde and, like, has, <laughs> has, has like, runes tattooed on him and he's got long hair to his waist and it's just, like, the most disgusting thing. <laughs> like, if you, you know, if you were able to pick out a person for somebody, like, this would be the person I would have picked out for her. Oh, well, well there This you go. is the one you want, obviously. Sure. Okay. So, anyway, I, I was able to come into town uh, and I just, it's one of those things where it's like I'm driving around, uh, I just got here today, actually, uh, and I was driving around Kansas City, and I was like, oh, I miss it so much, and I drove past the shanty house. Right, where we used to record the show. Right, and, uh, and like, saw all the repairs that they had done to it, I'm like, why now? Why, why couldn't you have tried to fix this house when I lived there? You know what they did, is that they tried to, they tried to either rent it or sell it after you were gone, and couldn't. Mm. Uh, so, I bet, yeah. Uh, so yeah, so it's Going been back we, for so we, a day. We got to we got to have lunch today and and mm. went and had uh, uh, one of the great Kansas City barbecue places mm. and we um, so yeah we're actually recording. This is a Friday afternoon, a little later in the week, but the chance to actually do this in the same room is something we don't want to pass up on. Um, it's probably not going to be very edited at all, guys. If you ever notice that sometimes it feels like I've, you know the show is nice and tight. Eh, probably just gonna put this out close to live. <laughs> I might, might slap a filter on it because there's I I when we, we tend to record later in the evening, mm-hmm. I live on a fairly busy street, and so often a lot of traffic noise just isn't there because there aren't that many people around. Right uh, at later at night, but uh, it is. And I live in the middle of the field, yeah. So I don't have that problem. But uh, we are in uh, my apartment in the middle of the afternoon, uh, so there's probably a little bit of noise bleeding in, and so I'll try and knock some of that out. But for the most part, it'll just be us just live and in person. Yay. My cat is staring over here. He does not know giving, what to make of giving Dustin. Giving me the death stare. He's like, I've never met you before. I think you got Hamish like right before I left. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, right. But, you know, we didn't... I don't think I've been here. Like, I don't think I've been here in a year since before I moved. Yeah, we don't... I mean, because most of the time I would go over to your place mm-hmm. and record there because... Well, you had the kids by that point. Oh, I think yeah. Once you had the kids, um, I, I think the last time you came over was before before you mm-hmm. had the kids. So, 
So yeah, so this is nice. Yeah. I, I, it's good. To, it's good to see you again. It's good to have you actually here to do the recording. Um, it is weird to be sitting on a couch again. Right. True. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we're in our same spots that we normally we sit are. in too. <laughs> Different couch. Different couch. Uh, but yeah, same, same, same basic shape. Um, what was I thinking about that I thought was really funny, but now I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, Come back to you. <laughs> probably. Um, so, so we're going to talk about, what, Fear the Walking Dead? Oh, wait, no. no. The flagship show, <laughs> Walking Dead. Flagship show today. Yes. And we can God. talk a little bit about the trailer that dropped yeah. for the show, still untitled, as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I think I think the working title, or the title that people are thinking it's called, is Monument. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's no, I mean, Which there's is no the, confirmation. Which is the third spinoff in the Walking Dead universe. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh, so we could talk a little bit about that, too, if you want. Oh which yeah, I just watched earlier this week. I don't know if you have. Yeah, I watched the I watched the uh, the trailer for it. Um, it was one of the trailers that dropped at New York Comic Con, mm-hmm. and there were there wasn't a whole lot of Walking Dead news. Um, well, there was a lot of news in general, and certainly some Walking Dead news out of out of New York. But uh, in terms of, I think it was like pretty much the the primary visual news we got was yeah. uh, we got another Walking Dead trailer prior to this premiere this episode being broadcast and then this tra- this longer trailer for what might be called Monument mm-hmm. um, which uh, actually just to dive into that one I mean it, it it was really interesting because everything that I had heard leading up to this was that there were going to be two shows that there was going to be one set in a world uh, that had moved completely on from the place we are now. Mm-hmm. And it was going to focus on teenage characters that had grown up never not living in a world where people turned into zombies. Right. Um, and so it's going to be exploring and it's going to be female-centric. The two main characters are going to be... The two leads are going to be female and it was going to be teenagers doing a thing. And then there was going to be... From what I understood, and I don't know if... If I maybe misunderstood, or if they were trying to trick us with this trailer, or what. But there was going to be a second show. Mm-hmm. And it was going to be focusing on a character played by Nico Tortorella, mm-hmm. who is an actor who was on Younger, uh, and is also a uh, poet, and uh, an author, and a model, and just kind of an all-around you know, handsome person. Sure. Uh, and that was going to be a different show. But when I watched this trailer, it was the teenagers and Nico Tortorella. Right, yeah. Which I thought was really strange. So I don't know if, again, like, are they trying to trick us? Did they misunderstand? Did they decide to combine the shows at the last minute? Like, I don't know. But... I know we know that there's there's more than one additional spinoff planned uh, right. that's made just... We may just have been confusing the the next spinoff plan with with this one as well, but it was an interesting trailer. I mean, on one level, it was kind of a little, um, it was a little John Hughesy. Mm-hmm. It was very and which we actually a show about teenagers. If you do it right, having a certain amount of John Hughes in there is not a bad thing, right? And I noticed, like in the trailer, it seemed like they were all dressed very nicely. Mm-hmm. The clothes were very clean. Yeah, these are these are people who basically these kids are, seem to basically not have the idea of what it's like to go outside and 
yeah to the world so they're they're dressed actually like you know in a suit <laughs> right right one of the characters was wearing like a purple yellow suit with a yellow shirt it's kind of crazy but um yeah it was um it was an interesting trailer it seemed to kind of the indication i got was it was these characters are in a sheltered environment mm-hmm. and they are going out into the wasteland world right uh, and I believe from all the set photos and stuff that I've seen, Nico Torello is a character who's lived in that world for a while because he looks very much traditional Walking Dead. Right. Um, but anyway, I, I, there's not a lot to really cover. You know, there's four or five teenagers and they all seem very clean. And there was Nico Torello in, his, in their beard and, you know, kind of grungy looking, like wandering around out and, you know. Yeah, because it's basically the, the premise is that these kids essentially are going on, well, it's essentially a, it's a quest. Mm-hmm. And um, being exposed to the to the zombie world that apparently um, they're, there's concern that, that they're not, they feel like they're not going to get a chance to ha- experience this world. It's going to go away soon to kind of, the, kind of that teenager vibe where it's yeah. like, you know, if I don't do this thing now, I'm never going to get a chance. Which I, I think, okay, I can understand, like, because I, I went to Little Affair in the 90s. And I went, that's... I went, to, I went to all three that were in the 90s. And I can kind of understand that feeling of, this is a special moment in time. Sure, right. I have to uh, go and experience this. I have to go and see Sarah McLaughlin and Erica Badu mm-hmm. and, you know, Tori Amos and all these women on stage... They're going to be together and surround myself with lesbians because this is a very special moment in time and I will not be able to experience this again. And I will not be able to experience this again as my the person I am now, which at the time was an 18-year-old person. Uh, and that was a very special experience. I don't know if I would feel the same way about the zombie apocalypse. Probably not. If I had, if I had, I would think grown up in a world that I had been somehow spared from the horror of that. My problem is that now I'm thinking uh, zombie Sarah McLachlan, and now I'm sad. Mm. <laughs> well, I've said a million and a half times, especially when Fear the Walking Dead was first coming out. I wanted because it was going to be set started in Los Angeles. I would have one hundred percent loved if there had been a celebrity a character that had been a celebrity in that world and we got to watch that person as well yeah oh yeah they, they missed a hu- they missed a huge boat by being like no it's gonna be ground level it's gonna be like people who live in you know the valley <laughs> oh yeah. wonderful because i you know i that you i would have you could have cast kim kardashian in that role and i would have been all about it <laughs> i would have been like yes yeah that would have been that would have been fun uh, but yeah, I mean, it looks, it's, it's a exposure, it's a first time exposure to the zombie world for folks, oddly enough, for people who have lived in it their whole lives. Right. But they don't have any idea what it entails. And you get to see, um, I guess more or less the, the female lead, it seems to be the, at least the, the mm-hmm. focus of the trailer. Uh, she makes her first kill. Mm-hmm. Or no, she doesn't even make her first kill. She just throws up on it. Uh, and um, vomit as a humor bit is... Yeah. Eh. But, you know, it, it, it makes a certain amount of sense. I, I, I thought it was okay. I mean, it, no. I, it's vague enough to be intriguing and clear enough to be like, okay, this is what kind of what it's about. I um, do worry about shows that are about teenagers in this universe because they've done such a 
freaking bad job with teenagers in The Walking Dead, just in general. Well, I don't think we've anyone ever... Anyone under the age of 18 in The Walking Dead is either uh, dumb, dead, or both. Yeah, completely insufferable or about to die. So, yeah. The cat has come to investigate. Again, normally Shoot. recording uh, later at night when the cat is just like, all right, I've run around all day and now I'm ready for a nap and now the cat's going to knock over the microphone. <laughs> Hello, Okay, so let's move on. Let's talk about this episode. Yeah, so um, the good news is is that this was not an episode of Fear the Walking Dead. True. This was an episode uh, of The Walking Dead and it was... If nothing else, a market improvement from last week. From yes. last week, I, it, was, it was it was the Royals' home opener again. Like, <laughs> you start off going, "Oh wow, they're they're doing some cool stuff." There's there's some stuff happening. By the end of the season, we're gonna be like, "Why? <laughs> Why did they squander all of this opportunity that they had?" Yeah, yeah. It was it's. Um, they changed the format a bit. There was actually title cards for each segment of the show. It reminded you what it reminded me of? What? Black Summer. Oh, God. You're, oh, no, you're right. Please, dear Walking Dead, please do not take anything mm-hmm. other than the idea of, of episode or uh, segment titles from, from... Oh, you know we're going to oh, have God. to watch season two when it comes out. Oh, I know, but that doesn't mean, you know, we're not going to like mock it mercilessly. Okay, so, but I, don't, I think that was just a gimmick for this week i really do well even if it even if it goes on for the rest of the summer for the rest of the show that's fine um it, it, i didn't bother me yeah uh, but i think you know because it was showing the same like 10 or 15 minutes yeah. from like four or five different perspectives and this is not the first time they've done this on this show right and and then that for a show that has as big a cast as this show currently does as much of an ensemble cast it is it they actually did a pretty good job of getting every uh everybody involved are you done Yes. It's been a long time since we've eaten in the same room with you, Tim. And and make funny noises on the cat on the right. thing. That's true. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, it's uh they got they, they did a good job of getting everybody on camera. Right. Uh, without making it feel like, oh, and it's oh it's it's fifteen minutes in, gotta have this person show up now. You know, it, it felt it felt pretty organic. Although I will tell you that there's already something that was really bothering me, but we'll get to it. So it starts off with uh Team Zombie on the beach. Mm-hmm. And they down at Oceanside. Down at Oceanside, and it seems to be that clearing out some areas that are zombie filled, like mm-hmm. some some places, like there's some old buildings and some crashed boats, and you know stuff like that that have zombies in them, right. and they're kind of clearing out the area to make it more livable. Which you know, it's been seven years since Rick died. Why didn't we do this before? Let's just skip over. Sure, that. right, yeah, yeah. So. Um, the, and and they have a really cool technique. They've basically adopted uh, the Spartan uh, shield wall. It's a little. It's a little more Roman legion. Oh, right. With the, with the sort of because uh, they they've they taken the big oil drums mm-hmm. and they've cut. They've shaped them into into curved shields, and they basically do sort of the interlocking formation that um, the Roman the Romans had a, a, a tall narrow. Shield that they would basically use as you know they could you could duck down behind mm-hmm. it you could hold it over your head right well you um, get and because they're heavy because they're made of oil drums the you know they advance and they drop them down into the sand mm-hmm. and so there'd be a line of shields 
And then right in between, like, they're basically a wall. And so the walkers would walk up to this thing, and there was, like, it was, you. it was, uh, um, what's the king's name? Ezekiel. Ezekiel and his guard were, like, letting walkers one or two at a time out of this building. Sure. And and the sh- they'd walk up to the shields, and then the shields would open, and somebody with, like, a pike would, like, Shove through. Yeah, so they had a, they had pike formation. They had they had arrows and slingshots. Yeah, they basically were taking advantage of all the different ways that they could use, and they were retrieving the arrows and, mm-hmm. and the slingshot. Well, they were using rocks for the slingshot, right. but they were retrieving their weapons. They're using you know there was all the kind of stuff where they weren't burning ammunition, right. and, they were, and they were actually able to deal with quite a few walkers. And uh, it almost seemed like maybe a training exercise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. For at first, before it, you know, like that building collapsed and all those walkers came out, it almost felt like this was like something that they were doing for training, which would have made a lot more sense. But then later, they say that they were clearing out the area, which you know, it's probably a little bit of both. Yeah, it was probably. So a and then, like when the when the building collapses and all of the like fifteen or twenty walkers that were in there come streaming out, the shield line breaks up into like different quadrants and different people are doing different things. It was all very cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it again, we've talked about one of the things that, that the Walking Dead universe uh, hasn't always done well, which is the idea of moving forward into the future, into mm-hmm. a world that's not, you know, just trying to get by. And we saw that in in the previous season of The Walking Dead. You know, we, we were hoping we were seeing it in Fear the Walking Dead. But here, I mean, this, is, this makes sense. This is kind of a cool idea to basically they would sit there and go, you know, we know that we have a threat with the whispers. Mm-hmm. Let's have this potential to defend ourselves and mm-hmm. to fight back and to train for it, which was a good idea, right? And so they, um, you know, they do that. Then they go back to Oceanside, and there's lots of things happening. People are flirting. They're, you know, having you know. There's a fish market, and you know all this. You know, basically, so we they they dropped off some letters. Oh, uh, and then they go to the dock, and and a boat comes in, and Carol is on this boat, and she's been out fishing and for several weeks, and uh, so that was really cool to see that they've kind of they're creating a you know they're the society is becoming bigger and better, and it's really awkward between Ezekiel and Carol because she gets off the boat and he's like hi, he's like hello, yeah, and he's like how you doing. And she's like, "We're divorced." Like, yeah. You know, yeah, it's it's it's. So she's so broken again. It makes me so sad. It makes me so sad too. Yeah, but I, I will say that we will later get a scene with her and Daryl. Oh yeah, that is is I really enjoyed that. I need to. I like that a lot. So um, all this is kind of in the you know happening, and then all of a sudden there is. Uh, uh, Judith and RJ and another little kid come back from the beach with a bucket with sand in a bucket mm-hmm. and they pour it out to start going through it for shells and in the sand in the bucket is a whisperer's mask right so of course you know the small children have just dumped a human face out on the ground right which okay how did it like how did it get in the bucket so I guess it was sort of wadded up until when they scooped up the sand. It was trapped in the sand, so when they scooped it up, it was just sort of trapped in there. Okay. Uh, it, it didn't bother me so much that that's, that's how they found it. Um, the curious thing I thought was that everybody's reaction 
when the discussion about what's going on and and there's mm-hmm. this seems to be this debate going on about how seriously they should take this right to which my response is you take it extremely seriously well because but this is brought up for me a really um ir- this was an irritation mm-hmm. for me because it made me start thinking about maps yeah and i hate to think about maps when it comes to a walking dead show because it's frustrating as hell because it's frustrating as hell because we, it is established that Alexandria and Hilltop are close together. They're uh-huh. with, they are within a certain amount of walking distance, depending on the character. Right. Depending on the needs of the plot, they're within a certain amount of walking distance, whether it's about a day or about half a day or a little, you know. Right, yeah. You know, they're about roughly a day away from each other by unless, walking. Unless it needs to be quicker for plot convenience. Right. Um, and I think we also established that the Savior's place was roughly the same amount of distance away. To a certain degree of hand wavium, yeah. But I was under the impression that Oceanside was like three or four walking days away. Like, it was farther away. Yeah. Because, like, Tara, when she found it, she had to walk two or three days back to Alexandria. Um, When they went there, it took them a full two days to get there. They had cars then. And so my thought was, and from the way that the the Whisperers set up their border, Mm -hmm. my, I guess my assumption was that they were more inland. You know, and that was mine as well. The problem with The Walking Dead is that, again, and we've talked about this so many times, it's almost, a, I mean, well, no, it has become a joke. Mm-hmm. It's that the show just does not do 3D location mm-hmm. mapping well at all. You, time and distance in The Walking Dead universe is literally a question of where the writers want it to fall, mm-hmm. which is really frustrating because as someone who... You know, we saw this especially with with Fear of the Walking Dead because you live in Texas, right? You know what you know the you know what the landscape is like. You know it's fairly well how things are laid out, and you know it's you run into this stuff where it's like, but but wait, no, just stop, just don't even think about it because you'll go crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I was not under the impression that the Whisperers had created this border that was that long either yeah it's um so i was so the 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 argument between the leaders the leadership and almost everybody from leadership it happens to be in oceanside at the time is how did this mask get here how long did this mask sit on the beach before it was found Mm -hmm. um should we take this as a, a threat or not and, um, uh, what's his name? Aaron? Aaron, thank you. I'm, I'm, it's going to take me a minute to get everybody back up to speed. Yeah. Aaron is like you. He's like, this is a serious threat. We need to be very, very vigilant about these whispers. But Michonne <laughs> has completely switched. She's like, yeah. we don't want to start a panic over, you know, I know that last, you know, Last season, I was keeping Alexandria great again by closing borders and stuff. But now that we're all back together, we don't want this kind of thing to tear us all apart again. So let's not get too crazy. And she still seems to have a fair amount of veto power. Mm -hmm. uh, And 
while they, that was something they were trying to take a, make less of a, a an obstacle to the to the leadership last season here they all kind of go with Michonne's. My issue here is that the whispers just migrated. Mm-hmm. You know what migration means is it come back. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I mean that's what, you know that's kind of how this stuff works. And so the idea that they would sit there and go, no, no, let's wait and see. It's like, no, you guys should be on alert now. <laughs> well, they should never have... There should be guards posted at this border. Oh, my God, I know. But they don't. There's just We're not going to, you know, go into this dumbness of this. So, too much, too much. We'll get there. So, as they're all having this <laughs> conversation and trying to decide what the best course of action would be, a satellite falls out of the sky. And this is actually how the episode opened. We actually see the satellite in space. Um, and uh, it's actually this, you know, you're like, what's going on? What's this? We're, we're in space now? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's the walking dead in space now. <laughs> it's like, it's going to be like Jason, you know, Jason X and Hellraiser 4 and all the terrible things. But no. Um, and we actually see something that we don't see a lot of, which is technology failing in a way that is... We see car, you know, it took them how many years for gas to stop working, yeah. right? But here is something that, that is going to happen. We don't think about this, is that the satellites are going, they're going to fall. And so this satellite happens to fall. And every part of the, every segment of the episode revolves around people reacting to this, yeah, satellite like, this, this falling. Uh, and so when it falls, it lands nearby, or lands close enough between... Well, it actually falls on the other side of the border. Yeah, for the whispering border. But by, oh, that's the thing that irritates me because it's by it's a, a, across in the whispers territory by Oceanside because the people yeah. that go and fight it are the the fire are the people who were at Oceanside mm-hmm. and I again it irritated me because it was like I didn't think that the border like went that far like right are we are you telling me now like did that they just like cut off an entire ha- like the whispers like this is our half of the continent just follow this line straight straight fucking down to the <laughs> ocean like yeah that's that's a good question because it is you know where where are the actual borders of this how do you can you go around it where's the where's the line yeah. where's the actual thing because um, you know the, the, there's a fire because this thing is burning I mean it's it's you know it's Generates tons of heats on re-entry. It's crashed. There's an explosion. Um, it's the the forest around it is burning, and if they don't put it out, yeah, it's not it's, just a danger to the whispers side of the line. It's a danger to everyone. So they they make the decision to go across and fight the fire, and and they the ocean side the people that were at Oceanside, they decide they get to the satellite and they go and they fight the fire and they finally put it out. And then Dwight, not Dwight, uh, uh, Eugene. Eugene. But they're, but they're also joined by people who are not at Oceanside. Mm-hmm. And that's a, quite another question of where the hell is this fire that, mm-hmm. you know, the folks from Oceanside can get there first. And apparently several hours. Because they, they, they do a pretty good job of establishing this is taking time. Because they fight it in a bunch of different ways. They pour sand on it. They mm-hmm. pour water on it. Um, 
Carol kills a walker that bleeds all over the fire. <laughs> um, I'm not sure that's as effective as it appeared to be, but it would look kind of cool. It did look cool. It looks cool enough to where I was like, okay, I will accept that she was able to pour walker blood on this fire and put it out. Even yeah. though that blood would have like 100% been congealed. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, okay, whatever. So the walkers should be just giant scabs on legs. But it was a cool Carol moment. And we're always, we're always yeah, fans we're always of those. And so, so uh, oh, before all this, before all this, before this, because we, again, we're we're watching these segments at all. The first I guess, half of the episode is these segments ending with people looking up in the sky mm-hmm. as it's as the satellite is falling. Um, Daryl and Carol have this great little exchange, mm-hmm. uh, and it is you know Daryl says you know I, I really I want you don't want you to go back on the boat so I want you to stay because you're my best friend and Carol's like I'm your what. <laughs> what was it again? Make friendship bracelets now. And he's like, shut up. And yeah, yeah, it's so great because they're sitting at the, on this log and they're talking and they're having this conversation. And, he's and like, they are teasing each other mercilessly. And he's like, I, we've met, I missed that a lot from their relationship because yeah. that became an established thing that they did to with each other in the front part of this series. But in the last couple of seasons, they haven't had a lot of time together. Right. Yeah. And so they're teasing each other, and and she says, "You are we making friendship bracelets." now and and so he's like stop it and they and they talk a little bit more and at the and he, and she she says why don't you come with me out on the boat and and he's like i can't i can't be that cooped up and then they have this conversation about why don't we just get on my motorcycle and head west yeah and see what's out there yeah and they're talking about it and it's so like ah oh, that's the spinoff i want exactly <laughs> and and at the end of the conversation, right before they see the meteor fall, or the meteor, the, the satellite fall, he hands her a piece of string that he has twisted into a braided fl- into a friendship bracelet. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no! No, the Walking Dead don't do it! it and I just so loved it. It was so good. It was such a beautiful little little piece um, of character stuff between these two, which, yeah, we, we've missed this. Mm-hmm. We've missed this a lot. Uh, it was really nice to see. These two have such a great chemistry. Um, the actors do, as well as the characters. The thing that you don't want to see is these two go off and have their own spinoff, because that would be really, really cool, but it'd punch a giant hole in oh, yeah. the regular show. Which and is especially kind of, considering... Kind of show. Yeah, that, you know, Carol slowly had surely has taken on more and more responsibility on the show, considering that Melissa McBride started off as a you know, as a as a casting agent, doing a favor for Frank Darabond for a character that she expected to die in season two, right? Yeah, or three, season three. Yeah, no, this is this is uh, yeah, this is a great sequence. Also, good sequence that before this happens um, was um, Negan, Negan mm-hmm. and Gabriel. Uh, well, okay, so let's so they. Uh, Aaron and Michonne get on get on the horn with Alexandria mm-hmm. and tell them that they found this mask. Right. And Gabriel and is having a conversation with them via via radio about what their reaction should be. And right. they decide we're going to just kind of keep it under wraps. We're going to tell leadership, and we're going to kind of keep it under wraps until we decide how you know how serious this actually is. Right. And uh, so he gets off the radio. And, and Rosalita is like ninjaing her way 
through the baby, the post baby. Yeah. Like she is, you know, doing punching, like sit ups and like getting herself back in fighting trim. Uh, Eugene is measuring the baby (laughs) and he's he's charting everything. And, um, Baby Daddy, he's Sadiq. Sadiq, thank you. I, you know, this show would not work without you, Tim. Because you know that guy, the guy with the, the guy with the, the guy, face, the guy with the face. You know that face. Uh, he comes to pick up the baby, and Eugene is like, you know, this is how much food she needs, like down to the gram, and and like this is the music she likes to listen to, and he's like. I think I can take care of my baby. <laughs> and Eugene's like, Can you? Can, can you, though? <laughs> <laughs> well, and then Sadiq actually has a flashback uh, to when when Alpha was tortured, basically psychologically torturing him, was killing off his friends. Um, and he's dealing with the repercussions of basically being the survivor of a very... It wasn't a huge massacre, but it was mm-hmm. a massacre. Yeah. Uh, of the people that were around him and dealing with that fact. And he's clearly struggling. Yeah. Uh, so much so that he's ignoring when the baby is crying. Yeah. And we get to meet... Um, a new doctor? A, a kind of a jackass. A weird doctor. Very strange man. Um, I'm... Douchebag was what I, the yeah. worst word that popped into mind. Because he kept talking... He he's talking... Re- he, you know, uh, he comes in because the baby's crying, and then he's talking about working in the in the clinic and how mm-hmm. being a doctor is like such a great thing because it's like almost like being a god. And I'm like, and, okay, you're a little and weird. that's and Sadiq kind of goes into this thing, and then the, the guy's like, "You're really staring in my mouth. Why don't we kiss?" And and I was like, "What? Yeah, what's happening?" And then, but then a little part of me was like, "Why don't you kiss?" <laughs> I think that would explain a little bit about what's happening here. But... Because I think Sadiq would... I'd like to think Sadiq would have a better tasting guy. This guy's mm. a jerk. Yeah, he's got some teeth. Well, okay. He's a big, he's a big square-jawed, handsome guy, but he's like... I'm like, yeah, eh, whatever. So so they go and... and um, What's her name? Nancy, the, the daughter, the alpha daughter? Alpha daughter, yeah. Uh, I can't remember her name. See, I, I can't remember everything. Okay, I think it's Nancy. It anyway, the, the uh, alpha's daughter... Um, is in school trying to learn how to read <laughs> so cute and she's not enjoying it all that much and uh, people are like it's going to be okay you're going to get this she's like I don't think I will yeah. this isn't natural um, and then she goes outside and... well they kick the people out of the schoolhouse right, because yeah. that's where they're wanting to have their leadership meeting about this thing and and when, the, when they all come in it's like we need the we need the room the teacher looks at her and is like does she need to be involved in this conversation? Mm-hmm. And and like Rosalita and Sadiq and Gabriel all kind of look at her for a second, like cons- I think really seriously considering like should we keep this you know seventeen yeah. year old child in here? Uh, but then she gets kind of kicked out, and she ends up talking to Negan first. And everyone's kind of looking at her. He's like you know. You know, I'm uh, not the most popular person. She goes, neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, fine. Because, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, I, I I get that, you know, Negan's kind of now on kind of a work release situation. Mm-hmm. Which is okay to, you know. And, and the, the, the dynamic is really interesting because the guy who's guarding him, and of course you can't see the air quotes, is kind of like, please, Mr. Negan, don't be difficult. And mm-hmm. Negan's like, I'm not going to cause you any trouble. And he's like, 
I know. <laughs> it's like, this is the boring job where I have yeah. to guard the guy who's not going to do anything to make, you know, to cause a problem. Uh, which is, you know, what Negan has become is somebody who's basically like, I can't. I'm okay with this world. I'm yeah. okay with this life. Well, what he's not okay with is that he, because he's really good at listening, has figured out what is going on. Mm. And with, with the fact that the whispers are back, or may, may be back. And so he just goes to his cell. Like, I'll just be here for now. <laughs> and Gabriel comes along and goes, what's going on? And he's like, well, you remember when, um, you know, I was the big bad? Mm-hmm. And, and Gabriel's like, yeah, I kind of remember that. He goes, at this point, most people are not trying to kill me. I'd like it to stay that way. So I'm just going to stay out of the way and not remind people that I used to be the big bad. And Gabriel's like, you don't think we're doing this right? And he's like, well, no, mm. I don't. You need to, you need to tell them, you need to, you need to find a way to make them prepare without telling them what's going on. And Gabriel's like, you mean lie? And Negan's like, well, <laughs> sort of. Uh, mm. yeah. um, judicious use of the truth, more right. or less. And, and to some degree, I mean, he's, for one of the things that Negan did well, for our, you know, our, for all the fact that he was, and to some degree still is a monster, um, he basically led them. I mean, there was he, he was the leader, and and they followed him. A lot about a force of personality, force mm. of fear, but he also was good at reading people. Right. So uh, Gabriel, you know, when, when he says something, Gabriel pays attention, mm-hmm. and so. Alexandria is probably a little more better prepared because of what, you know, Gabriel is, you know, trying to make, trying to keep everybody safe. Um, it's just that his advisor is a little, you know. Questionable. A little questionable, even if he may be right. Well, it's going to be really funny when it's like Negan, when Negan is pulled into these meetings, eventually, because you know eventually he's going to be. And then, of course little alpha daughter is going to get pulled into these meetings. So it's going to be like, okay, so a uh, uh, priest and a mass murderer and the daughter of a mass murderer, you know? Well, I'm, I'm really curious to see what happens because there are a lot of, re- in the comic, the reasons why Negan became an accepted part of, or at least somewhat accepted part of the community again was... When he snuck off and um, made his own attack on the Whisperers camp, and I won't spoil for those of you who haven't read the comic, and they may do it in the TV show too. I won't go into too much detail, but considering the dynamic we've got here, I have a sneaking suspicion that Judith is going to get put into danger, and that Negan is going to say, "I don't think so," mm-hmm. and we might get the the if we get Negan going out into the Whisperers. Uh, group and, and doing the kind of damage that he did in the comic, I think probably more so in the TV show, um, it'll be because Judith was in danger. Right. Because that seems to be his trigger at this point. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's 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 a good exchange. Um, and and then, of course, Michonne and Aaron went off um, before, again, before the, uh, the satellite fell and they went to the edge of, they were discussing the fact that, you know, 
<clears throat> the world has changed with the whispers not around and things have been going you know, and Aaron's asking you know are we the good guys yeah you know we've, we've lost so much and we, and we acted a certain way are we are we doing the right thing and Michonne's like yeah we are mm. we are the good guys uh, but Aaron is angry and it's not helped by the fact that they're right at the edge of this this line between there and the whispers right part. So anyway, the the fire comes down and and or the, the satellite comes down and everything burns and they finally get the fire beaten down and they mm-hmm. they imply it took quite a long time. Right, and they're all tired. And so Eugene is at the satellite and Michonne's like, "Come on!" And he's like, "No!" Like, do you realize what we have here? And and so they're give he they get like ten minutes. Like she says, he's like, "I need fifteen minutes." To to do what I need to do. Like, I want to get some stuff out of here. I need some people to help me take the satellite with us. Mm-hmm. I need ten minutes. And she's like, you have five minutes. And then he turns around and goes, all right, guys, we have ten minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, that was really funny. So, they're gonna he's going to take and dissect the satellite, which I think is going to be really cool. Um, maybe, if they even bring it back. Well, which... I, think, I think the important thing is, is that for, especially considering how we reacted to Eugene at the beginning... Um, the fact that he is an intelligent person who is able to to think about things in a technological sense and, and continuing to build the future, um, he's for all of his quirks and his weirdness and the way he talks and all those all the things measuring that make you the baby. Yeah, he me- just, we, we get measuring the baby scenes and someone who's legitimately going. No, seriously, there is useful technology inside this thing. It will help us. I have to have it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this is good stuff. This is yeah. good stuff. So the episode ends with Daryl and Carol in Whisperer territory. He takes her to the place where Alpha showed him that huge valley full of walkers. Right. And they look down and there's no walkers. Mm Mm-hmm. And as they're standing there talking about it, uh, Daryl, like, takes a step, like, he's like, all right, let's go. And he turns around and walks off. And as Carol's kind of about to do the same thing, Alpha comes out of the clearing. Yeah. And this is the episode ends with Alpha looking up at Carol and Carol looking down at Alpha. And it is such an intense, like, you know, two women looking at each other with the, you have crossed a very serious line. Mm-hmm. Look on their face, like, and they, and they and they're meaning different things here. It's mm-hmm. you know, uh, Alpha's looking up and going, "I told you not to cross the physical border," mm-hmm. and Carol's looking at her and going, "I'm going to kill you so hard. <laughs> I'm going to so kill you so hard, and in so many ways, <laughs> I'm going to take my time. <laughs> this." Is a spork, mm-hmm. and I will, you know, <laughs> and you will, you will rue the day the the spork was invented. You know, I mean, Carol's just—I mean, there's hate there. The problem with this scene, as cool as it is, as dramatic as it is, is that it's really stupid. Mm. This is a bad. I mean, I mean, guys, it's shot great. The performances are fantastic. Daryl and Carol should not be anywhere near this place. They just shouldn't. They just shouldn't be. Yeah, and if even if they are. Um, they shouldn't be just like standing out in the open because neither one of them are idiots. Right. Well, I think that the point that they're trying to make was it was a very mirrored scene to when Alpha took Daryl there. Oh, yeah. And the fact that I think that they went 
because they've been talking about how serious a threat they were going to take. Because mm-hmm. the, the Whispers had the quote-unquote A-bomb of this valley full of walkers. Right, yeah. And so I think that that's why they kind of went. Because they were looking into that valley and seeing that those walkers were not there. Yeah. Well, and I think, I don't, I don't have an issue and, with and the... You know, didn't Daryl even say, like, so how serious, how serious do we take this now? Yeah. And and Carol was still like, oh, yeah, very serious. <laughs> I just, I, yeah, and I don't necessarily, I have less of a problem with that than I do with the fact that Carol just stands there like a deer in the headlights. Mm. Even though she knows that if by being seen, um, she's actually putting everyone she cares about at risk. And it, it's, again, it's a super dramatic shot. It looks cool. But in terms of, after this great bit with her and Daryl earlier in the episode, for Carol to just stand there and not go, oh, shit! And dive down low so she couldn't be seen. As Alpha looks up and goes, did I see something up there? No, she's just like, oh, look, it's Carol. Hmm. But but I'm, I, wor- I wonder how aware Alpha is of who she's looking at. That's true. We don't get really get... I mean, there's, there's certainly a sense of scale. It's quite a bit of space in between the two. Uh, but whether because or not she could actually make out, not 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 even not even that, because I think that she knew. That's why she targeted uh, Dummy Son in the first place. Is because William, was, yeah, Queen Carol and King Ezekiel's little right, uh-huh. boy, and he's the one who stole her daughter away. Right. That's why he care. That's why Alpha targeted him in the first place. Right, but I don't think she realizes when she looks up and sees that particular woman standing there that it is also the woman who last season burned seven people alive for the mm. because they stole a ring from her. Yeah. So, she, like... <laughs> she don't know who she's messing with. I mean, for for all the fact that uh, I don't... I thought this scene was... There are problems with this scene. It, mm. the, these two women staring at each other with clear, you know... Clear anger and rage, and all the lines that are being crossed. Uh, it's a, it's a. If it comes down to being a fight between those two, those two, I am on board mm-hmm. because <laughs> Carol's just. I mean, and I think that I think that you know playing up the the friendship with her and Daryl is just going to make that stronger. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I have this weird feeling that they are going to start giving because I feel like Carol was still you know second female lead role last uh, season. Sure. Even though I feel like for all intents and purposes Sarah, Carol has been the female lead of this show for at least five years. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, it just it just with a show that actually does does all, most of the time does the ensemble thing well. Mm-hmm. Um, Michonne has sort of moved to the yeah. forefront. Right. And, and with the night Guerrero Leaving, leaving yeah. this season, they're going to start giving, uh, the, you know, some of those other female characters, Rosalita and Carol, more stuff to do. Sure, yeah. To to and then you heard, you know, Lauren Cohen's coming back as Maggie right, next yeah. year. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's going to change things a lot, I think. Uh, well, and some of the secondary characters because we saw several of the secondary characters come forward in this episode as well. Um, I can't remember the name of the character, but she's the um, the really, really effective deaf lady who has got mm-hmm. a flirt thing going on with, with Daryl. Mm-hmm. And he's flirting back. Uh, he's actually learned a little bit of sign language. She jokes that, that 
you know, his, he signs with a southern accent. <laughs> and, you know, his dog likes to hang out with her. And she's like, you know, you lost, she tells him, you know, she writes him a note saying you lost something. And he's like, no, no, he just likes you better. Mm-hmm. And it's a, it's a very kind of cute, yeah, kind of sweet dynamic. And it, does, it doesn't infringe on the relationship um, with Daryl and Carol because it's a different kind of relationship. Mm-hmm. Uh, they literally are best friends and it's not a romantic relationship. Uh, we also get to see her um, with with her sister, who's mm-hmm. also losing her hearing, and uh, who in, but is in the process of losing her hearing, and this is something kind of traumatic for her right now. Uh, and there's some nice moments where you actually get the sound, the quality, of the sound changes as you deal with these two people who who hear in a different way than the rest of the cat than the the, the characters. The audience gets a sense of that, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Uh, I thought some, some very well handled second Sadiq um, uh, dealing with his trauma. Um, just this, this mm-hmm. feel, feeling of, of some of these characters getting a little more right. depth. I like that the world has grown larger mm-hmm. for this show. Yeah. And that there are so many characters on it. But at the same time, I kind of feel like we need to scale back and rebring our focus to like. Four or five core people. Because mm-hmm. right now we've got like Michonne and mm-hmm. Aaron mm-hmm. and Carol and Daryl and and Eugene and Rosalita and Sadiq and and the daughter of the leader of the bad guys and Negan and and you know Right. And uh, yeah, there's there's quite a few characters in the cast, but I think that if we get once we get past the Whisperer War, and if we maybe focus a little bit on here's the Oceanside story for a few weeks, and here's mm-hmm. the, you know, or here's Alexandria, here's the Kingdom, or all the you know the various different parts of the, the or I, not so much the Kingdom anymore, uh, but uh, Hilltop, mm-hmm. and and f- split things up story wise for a while. It'll it won't happen until after we get out past mm-hmm. the Whisperer War. Um, which I'm thinking will burn through this season. I mean, we were a little concerned that they might try and cram it into the tail end of last season, but here it's, it's they'll give it a lot more room to breathe, mm-hmm. which is probably for the best. Right. I wonder if they're ever going to try and reclaim the Alexandria space. This is just something I was thinking about while I was watching the show, which is, you know, yeah, they had a, you know, they had a catastrophic, failure at Alexandria. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean, you know, that that location is necessarily unusable forever. Like, it's the same thing with the Savior's Warehouse. It's like, that should never have... They, I hate the way that this show uses uses physical environments. Because it's everything is so disposable. Well, and even more so on Fear of the Walking Dead, where it was literally made... N- it made less story sense, and it makes no story sense here mm-hmm. either. But it made less story sense there, and I think that's an issue where we're not. We're not well, because st- yeah, when when Ezekiel said to J- Jerry, it's Jerry. Jerry says to Jerry, like I haven't felt like this because they're doing working on the satellite, right? Yeah, and he's like, I haven't felt like this since the kingdom fell, and it's like you guys like. The boiler exploded. Why didn't you, like, go back? Well, yeah, they they left Alexandria because it was cold. Yeah. It's clearly not cold anymore. Right. Go, yeah, it's... it's, 
Alex, or, or the kingdom is thawed. Yeah, go back, <laughs> go back and reclaim your air. You know, start reclaiming your world. Like and like we said last season, it's like the savior compound. That should be a working foundry. That should be oh, yeah. where Eugene lives, and that there it are l- people going there to work and working. You know, like build yeah. rebuilding the world from there. Like they should never have abandoned that place because it wasn't livable. It should never have been used as a living space in the first place. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, <sighs> and I think the only re- the only reason that Negan uses a living space is that he can control the populace, and it was defensible. Right. Now it's it be it, it was a, it was a factory. It needs to be a factory again. Yeah. That, that and hopefully we'll see more of that. I mean, one of the things that we've seen, especially in the last year with this particular group of showrunners is that they seem to be making some conscious effort to address certain things that are like long running Mm -hmm. gasoline power, you know, that sort of stuff, how this stuff is working. Um, And at least they're doing that a a better job of that over on, on the walking dead. They they were addressing some of it in fear of the walking dead. I think they're doing it better over here. Right. Uh, And, but yeah, I mean, I, I think it was a decent start for the season. Yeah, I agree. But of course, you know, <coughs> Walking Dead has a real, real bad history of starting off really strong and ending with us going, why? Yeah, very true. Why did that happen? Mm-hmm. But, you know, we'll see. Yeah, but no, it's a, it's a good start. Um, now, the numbers, there's been a lot of people sitting there going, you know, uh, well, the numbers were really bad for this, this episode of The Walking Dead. It's like some of the worst season premiere numbers for The Walking Dead, except we now have AMC now has their own uh, subscription service, mm-hmm. which a lot of people people who have that service got to watch this episode a week ago, a week before it aired on on AMC. So, and of course AMC, like everybody else who does these kind of things, is not putting out real numbers. They're not putting mm-hmm. their, they're saying they did well, but they're not putting out numbers. So, um, the whole and not only that, but. But, you know, we're, we're entering into an era of television watching where we're going to have to start, stop, like the cable model is going to die, and we're going to have to subscribe to different streaming services. Oh, yeah. And it's going to just be, it's going to be twice as expensive as cable is now. Oh, it is. And, you know, the, but also we're, we're at the point now where you cannot rely on Nielsen numbers. Mm-hmm. You know, viewing numbers are are were always a bit of an estimate, and now they're even more so. So, uh, for all of the folks out there who who the cat is jumping into the window, uh, for all the folks out there who are, you know, confused and, un- and unhappy about viewing numbers of any show, Walking Dead or anything else, it's starting to mean less and less. Yeah. So. Um, just wait to see if it gets canceled. There's your, there's your thing Well, it's anymore. already been renewed for season 11. Oh, I know, but I'm, I'm just being in, in general. So, yeah, no, I'm, but yeah, it's a good start. It's a good start. I'm, 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 I'm happy so far. And I'll take more Daryl and Carol comments yeah. like we got this time. So. so, yeah. Well, this was fun. It is fun. It's, it's again, it's nice to do this, but like in the same room with I you. I know. I miss it. I do too. I need to make it down. I need to come down to Texas. Oh, you do. Because I, I can travel more now. Mm-hmm. You need to come and see my insane new world that I live in. <laughs> I'll take you to the two restaurants in town. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll definitely do that because I do need to come uh, come in and see your part of the world again. Uh, since uh, we don't get you up here enough. No. You know, although we do get a chance to talk most weeks to do this recording. And we appreciate you guys listening to us do the recording. You can find us on iTunes and podcast.com. 
You can also leave us a comment or a rating on iTunes and podcast.com. That's very, very useful for us to have. Uh, you can also find us on Twitter and Facebook. You can leave us comments and questions and anything, you know, communicate with us there as well. And we would like that. That's always cool. Um, yeah, this has been good. Thank you, yeah. sir. Thank you, Tim. And thank you guys for listening. Well, thank you, Hamish. Yeah, Hamish is like going to knock over the microphone. Uh, thank you guys for listening. We'll see you next week with more Zombocalypse Now. <laughs>